It's a Turling Tourism Tuesday, presented by AO Tourism on News Talk WANI. It is Turling Tuesday. Ant-Man joins me in studio, been with you. And then, uh, Anthony, you want to you wanna introduce our special guest that we have on the WANI hotline? Absolutely. I think uh, instead of calling it Turling Tourism Tuesday, we call it Let's E 43 Day. So <laughs> we wanna, can do that. I want to introduce a person I've become uh, well acquainted with and, and very lucky to call him a, a friend, worked with him in some of his foundation endeavors, and it's uh, Mike Letzenkirk. And how you doing, Mike? Guys, I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on today. Awesome. Well, uh, I know I don't want to steal the, the show from Ben Taylor, who's the host, an Abbey Award-winning host, <laughs> might I add. Um, <laughs> that's, a, that's a fake award, Mike. Don't listen to it. Oh, don't listen to that. But, uh, but Mike, I, you know, we came on here. We want to let you have as much time as possible to talk about one, you know, Let's See 43 Foundation, if, you know, if any listeners in this area have not, you know, heard about it or aware of what it does, but, but specifically want to talk about the Let's See 43 virtual road race that is coming up Saturday. August 6th. Yeah, so, so Anthony and Ben, thank you very much for the opportunity. It's it's hard to believe um, June 29th was the eighth anniversary of us losing Philip in a single vehicle accident. Philip and a friend, Philip was a passenger up in LaGrange, Georgia. And for your audience, just to I've constantly have to remind myself, it's, it's been, you know, since eight years Phil passed away. It's been almost 10 years since Phil played at Auburn, but he played at Auburn from 2009 to 2012. As a sophomore, tight end, H-back, he was a starter in that national championship team that most people associate with Cam Newton. And Phil went on to become a two-time captain and um, really just established kind of a legendary name there at Auburn, the way he acted on and off the field. And the foundation to honor Philip. Um, but unfortunately, Philip and some friends made some very poor decisions one weekend. That involved alcohol and late night, early morning driving, speeding, distractions in a vehicle, and uh, in Phillip's case, in the driver's case, they weren't wearing seatbelts. So a lot of messages came out of us losing Philip and to honor Philip, and quite frankly, being faith-based, uh, God's plan. We started the Let's See 43 Foundation, and we're coming up on an eighth anniversary of that in October, November, and one of the events that we've done. Uh, now we have our seventh annual Lutzee 43 5K road race. Philip went to Lasseter High School in Marietta, Georgia. The field's been named Lutzee 43 Field in his honor, and we gather there. We'll have about a thousand runners Saturday morning, eight o'clock Eastern time on August 6th. But we've had such great following, there will actually be a virtual location, a virtual run there, unofficially in Auburn. Uh, Haley Hughes, an Auburn graduate, a couple of years ago was a summer intern for us three years ago. She, along with our board members, Kim Hudson and Brittany Spillman, both Auburn graduates, will um, work and meet together around the Red Barn there on the Auburn campus, and they've got a 5K uh, route planned, and uh, I would envision we'll have 30 to 50 runners there uh, based on early registrations. And I know that's what you're pushing, uh, too, Mike, is registrations. I know that folks can uh, go to the website, the Lutzee43.org, and they can they can get registered for it locally. I did want you to, to, to touch on a little bit. You, you talked about the history of it. I mean, being a media member here in this area, as long as I have, I mean, that hit kind of close to home, uh, and not as close as it did with, with you guys as a family. But uh, how it kind of galvanized your family. I mean, you know, a lot of people here in Auburn had no idea that uh, Abby, is that right, your daughter playing that Played soccer at Alabama, is that right? That's right. It's, it's, yeah, I mean, you know, she, Benny, you look at 
if you look at it, Abby was uh, uh, this is a true story. Philip was between his junior and senior year, actually between the sophomore and junior year, I guess it was. And Auburn had already you know established himself on the field and started to in the community. And Abby was on the U.S. national team, 1700 team, playing soccer and could have gone anywhere in the country to play soccer. And we thought she was going to commit to LSU on an official visit we took. And on the way back, Alabama had really been recruiting her hard. I said, Abby, you can take a look at Tuscaloosa. So we did that. She fell in love with the staff and the team and the campus. And so she called up Phillip shortly thereafter, a couple of days, to let him know that she had chosen uh, her college destination and Abby's Phillip's only younger sister. He's got two older sisters, and he's got a, a special relationship with her being the youngest sister, kind of that big brother, if you will. And um, she called him up and said, hey, I committed. He was all excited. He said, where are you going? She said, uh, Alabama. He hung, hung the phone up on her. <laughs> That's phenomenal. And, um, True, yeah, older, man. He called him back right away. Called him back right away, and he, and he quickly hung up again. He did that for about 15 minutes, and finally called her back and just said, why Alabama? And she said, it just felt right in my gut. And he said, that's all I need to hear. I'll never say roll tide. I'll never wear that god awful crimson. But he, he loved her choice and loved that she was going to be close by. Well, it's funny because I, I can relate to it. I'm, I'm an older brother as well to my sister. I went to Auburn, and uh, and I got kind of the same call. Not athletic-wise, so it's not the, it's not quite the same, but family-wise it was. As, um, my, I, I saw it this past weekend when I visited my family back home. There, there was my sister wearing an Auburn shirt, and I got the call when she was a junior, and uh, and she told me this. And she said, "Listen, I've been accepted, and I'm I'm going to Alabama, and uh, and that's why I wanted you to tell that story because kind of the same deal. I, I didn't talk to her for quite a while. Yeah, so it's you know when my wife Mary and I uh, that fall of Phillips senior year, we did a lot of juggling because uh, Abby committed to going into her junior high school. So that we did a lot of juggling where Abby SEC they played a soccer game. Abby might have a soccer game on a Friday night on the road." At South Carolina, and Philip might have been in Arkansas or at home. So we'd go to the Friday night game of Abby's. We'd head over to wherever Philip was playing. We'd flip off the Alabama gear. We'd put on the Auburn gear. Um, and then we'd go back to Sunday wherever Abby was playing because it was a Friday Sunday schedule. But, uh, you look back on it and just, uh, cherishable moments and just, just loved it. And, uh, you know, and Abby looked at Alabama or Auburn really hard, but, you know, uh, very few soccer players get a full ride scholarship. Abby was fortunate to get a full ride scholarship at Alabama. So people ask me how I let her go there. I said, my wallet really thanked me for her going there. But, <laughs> you know, in retrospect, guys, had Abby been at Auburn and, and what turned out with Phillip, we're not sure how that she would have dealt with that. Um, mm. she's been, she's a very strong individual. In fact, she got married in March, uh, to a young man named Miller Forrestall, who's actually in the second year with the Cleveland Browns who played tight end at Alabama. And we're blessed to have Miller in our family, but Abby, Worked for four and a half years with the Arthur Blank Family Foundation and getting some nonprofit experience up here in Atlanta. And we hired her at our foundation uh, back in November. We're thrilled to have her on board and what she's going to help us uh, achieve. Mike, is this uh, has the has the foundation? Was it is it just a calling? You mentioned faith based and 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 how you are a faithful family. Uh, and after the incident with Philip, I mean, and then just a couple of years later, got the foundation up and running. Yeah, it's, it's uh, weird just to tell the story. I mean, my wife and I, Mary, have known each other since second grade. We started going to the same school together in high school, started dating our sophomore year in high school. Uh, I'm a pretty simplistic guy. Things just that come together naturally for me that I don't have to think about a lot are probably what I do the best, but I don't have to do a lot of thinking. But we're both Catholic, are both Catholic, um, never dated another girl. We've been married 37 years. 
um, a lot of friends. We had so much wonderful support from the Auburn family and community when we lost Philip with cards and letters and donations. We very quickly determined we were going to start a foundation. Um, I don't know how somebody gets through the loss of a child without faith. Mm. Um, you just lost a young man that I very close to their family and Dylan Pegues, a 17-year-old from Auburn High School that just lost his life within the last month in a very odd single vehicle accident. Mm. Um, and like I told Gary, they're a family of faith. If you don't have it, I, I just think people would struggle to move forward with this. And quite simply, this is God's plan. So got involved in the foundation right away. We're doing a lot of great things. We identified in late 2017, early 18, that nationally our government entities that oversee our highways, so it's the National Highway Transportation Safety Administration, it's the Department of Transportation. In the state of Alabama, you'd have organizations like Alabama DOT, Alabama Law Enforcement Agency, which has a group underneath it that's somewhat uh, similar to what's the Governor's Office of Highway Safety. And those groups are doing a wonderful job of trying to keep our roads safe. But the reality of it is the number of crashes and injuries and fatalities are going in the wrong direction. Um, our government is invested in programs like Click It or Ticket, You Text, You Pay, Drive Sober, Get Pulled Over. You might see one of those on a billboard advertisement along I-85 or 280. You might hear a radio uh, advertisement of those. And we looked at things and said most people, when you talk to medical experts and psychologists, behavioral change is typically triggered by our vision and our sight. And if you think about things like right now I'm looking at a Wounded Warrior logo in my office here, it's a shoulder of shoulder, shoulder. It's a sol soldier mm -hmm. with a shoulder, a soldier on his shoulder. Sorry, I can't speak well this morning. And that's an image that most people, when you show that to them, they say, well, that's, that's, that's helping out our military personnel. It's Wounded Warrior Project. If you show people the color pink or pink ribbon, nine out of ten know that that's for breast cancer awareness. Mm. But when you ask somebody what's the symbol that you see or the image that triggers you to either be a smarter, safer driver or not be an unsafe driver, there is no symbol. They just stumble. They ultimately want to say, well, it's a phone, a phone with a circle and a circle with a slash through it. And that only impacts one thing, distracted driving. Mm -hmm. has nothing to do with seatbelt use. has nothing to do with our teens having courage to tell their fellow teens, no, I'm not going to drink and drive. No, I'm not going to speed and show you how fast I can get this vehicle. Yes, I'm going to have the courage to tell you in the back seat to put a seatbelt on. There's just no such symbol. So what we did is we took Phillips number 43, which if you follow sports, there's not a lot of people that have really made a big name for them wearing that number 43. And we put it on a key that says 43 key seconds. Then the opposite side, it says 43, two distracted free. And it goes on the lanyard. And we created a 43 key second countdown or checklist, if you will, that says no matter who you are, what you're driving, or where you're driving, before you start that ignition, do I, you ask yourself, do I have a clear head, clear hands, clear eyes? And then the fourth step is click it. We do tie into the 20-year program of click it or ticket. Mm -hmm. and, and not to take you through the whole thing, what does a clear head mean? It means you self-analyze. Am I drug impaired, alcohol impaired, am I fatigued, am I technology impaired, or am I emotionally impaired? And if you're any one of those, you should not be driving. And we believe that if we do this right with right partnerships, with corporations, with universities, with high schools, with government entities, we think the 43 key second key can become the nationally recognized symbol that no matter where you're at in this country, you look at it 
it's going to create smarter and safer driving behaviors. Mike Lutz and Kirk Investing with us on the WNI Hotline as uh, we're talking tourism and we've got events that are going to be coming up. I will talk a little bit more about the foundation, though, Mike, and ask you this. Uh, I know that uh, it's about raising awareness. It's about using all the components that you've just mentioned. Uh, I, but you'd, you'd mentioned uh, the Pegues kid just moments ago. Uh, how often is your foundation, how, how often are people reaching out to you uh, wanting to know, hey, how would you get through this? What is uh, maybe some consultation that you guys may be having to go and sit with maybe some family? That undoubtedly you've gone through it the worst time possible as a parent. Yeah, we. Um, it's a great question. Uh, I, I finally sat down a couple weeks ago and kind of reviewed back calendars, if you will. I think I get some type of call from somebody on behalf of a family or friend that just lost a child about every three weeks. Um, the Pegues family is very close to me because Gary, the father, Gary and I worked together for two-plus years up here in Atlanta, um, I know Dylan's uncle Clay McCall, who used to be the athletic director at Auburn High School. Um, my wife Mary and I were actually in a wedding for a dear friend of ours, uh, daughter up in Indianapolis when we learned of Dylan's passing. Um, I came down that Friday after his passing. Uh, it's an incredible celebration of life there uh, that they did for Dylan and just admired uh, Debbie and Gary's strength and, and their belief um, and God and Christ and the Holy Spirit, I think, is what's getting them through this. But they're going to hit. They're going to hit very low moments. It's just natural. Um, Dylan's birthday comes up, Father's Day, Mother's Day. Um, you know, they ultimately had to take him off life support on Father's Day. So that's going to be a very challenging day for Gary for many, many years. But you know, we looked at this and said we've got to do something with the platform that Philip had created and. You know, Philip had this big, affable smile. He would walk into a room, and he'd light it up. He had an incredible ability. I, I give credit to my wife, Mary, for it. He'd walk into a room, and if he walked in with you guys and never met you, he'd high-five you. Being in Auburn, he'd probably give you a war eagle. He'd hug you, but he'd make you feel like you were the most important people in that room. I don't know how many people have that talent. He just had it, and he loved football. He loved Auburn. Um, he, he wanted to chance at the NFL, some significant injuries curtailed that. And he was down in Montgomery, Alabama, and started a job in wealth management trying to pursue that career. And when he went to that faithful weekend up in um, up in LaGrange, and when that all happened and we got our heads together after, uh, quite frankly, two weeks of just living in a black hole, um, you know, the Auburn community came together so quick. Jay Jacobs and that group. Uh, Gus was on a trip to Hawaii. He and Christy came back for a memorial service that Auburn was very influential in holding at Lasher High School. About 3,500 people showed up. And we had already started receiving checks uh, from Auburn community, like $43 and $430 and $50. And we, it's not our money. I said, Mary, this is going to go towards something we're going to do. And we created the foundation. Um, we're very proud of the evolution of it over the last seven years. But one thing that really makes us proud, guys, we give out a $4,300 scholarship called the PFL Scholarship to our family. It's Philip Francis Lutzenkirchen. Mm-hmm. The public is prepared for life. There's a pretty rigorous uh, format kids have to go through. Eligibility are juniors and seniors in high school, undergraduates in college, and graduate kids in college. Um this past late April, early May, we awarded uh, 12 more winners. We're up to 82 scholarships winners. Um, over half of those, quite frankly, have gone to Auburn, which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've got this, this this past 
past season here. We've got a young lady out of Buffalo, New York area, East Aurora, that's going to Purdue University. We've got a young lady out of the Birmingham area that's going to UAB. We've got several that are going to Alabama. Um, we've got a scholarship program at Auburn within the School of Communication and Journalism where when you take a public speaking, speaking course at Auburn, there's a semester-length uh, contest that it's grown from about 300 kids participating into over 1,700 kids participating. It comes down to a final each spring and fall, the six finalists. Those kids go to the Gooch Center and present three-minute uh, presentation speeches in front of about 700 kids, and the winner receives a $4,300 award that has been funded uh, by the foundation and by the Sanford Foundation as an endowment program at Auburn. So uh, Philip loved Auburn. Um, we're meeting great people like you through this. I got to meet Anthony, not through Auburn, but through another event that I've been involved in over the years called Your Keys to Drive, Teen Safe Driving Summit over in Alabama. So I'm grateful for crossing paths with Anthony there and grateful that Anthony, you know, learned what we're doing here on August 6th in Auburn at the Red Barn. We'd love your, we'd love this community to go to our website. It's a pretty easy registration process. Uh, the race is Saturday, August 6th. They're going to meet at 8 o'clock Central Time there in the Red Barn. Uh, you register, you get one of our race shirts. We deliver those down there. And uh, there's still an early bird pricing for students 22 and under. It's $21. For adults 22 and older or 23 and older, it's $30. And those prices will change come uh, July 15th, where it will be $30 for uh, 22 and under and $43 for for 23 and over. So we'd love to to grow the numbers there in Auburn. Ludsey43.org is how you can get involved. Again, 8 a.m. at the Red Barn, 620 South Donahue Drive. Mike, greatly appreciate you sharing testimony as well as your time, and uh, and, and hoping, hopefully we can get some folks involved. Well, Ben and Anthony, I'm grateful for uh, the opportunity to share with your listening audience, and, and thank you for what you do. You bet, man. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Mike. Take care. All right. Have a great day. Mike Kirkin, as we talk about the Lutzy43.org Foundation on Auburn Oval, like it this morning, News Talk WANI.